0: And welcome back to another edition of the Profit Roadmap. I am Bear Duplisey alongside Cody Owen. We are still here at SA Four. Next, it's fantastic. And Bear, I'm tired. You're tired. Yeah, I'm tired. It's it's been it's been awesome. You know who's not tired though. Our, fu- our guest of honor, we finally were able to sneak her away from, uh, from her booth, and uh, we are so honored and privileged to have Martha Woodward of Quality Driven here with us. Uh, Martha, thank you so much for joining us You today. are
1: welcome. And I'm not going to say I'm not tired, but I did get to bed at a decent hour last night. So
0: apparently, you're, apparently you're the only one. So yeah, that's fantastic. I think so.
1: <laughs> the only I reasonable one. I saw one. a
2: video of Garrett Matthews and a whole bunch of other guys riding bicycles around
0: downtown Dallas at like midnight. Oh
1: lord, Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that was a crazy fun time. Yeah.
0: So Martha, one of the things that uh, we were really excited to talk to you about specifically was uh, getting just getting the idea of what Quality Driven is out to some of our listeners. Uh, could you kind of go uh, go into that? Um, specifically, What who would be your ideal person that would come to you uh, for Quality Driven?
1: So really any service business owner that has five or more employees, that's our target market. That's the people who need us the most. We do have people that use our software that have just their owner operator and there are features that work for them. But the the crux of the software is the reporting and dr- diving down into problems that you have um, usually with an employee. And maybe it's not super obvious, but We take the client satisfaction scores and they're attached to whoever performed that job on that day because that can move around from job to job. And it helps those scores follow them around and it helps identify your weak links, your top performers. You can use it to, you know, put incentive programs around it, but it's a reporting and finding those problems.
2: So the one thing that from sitting in on your talk uh, yesterday, the the thing that I liked about it was that you're, it's very transparent. Your employees know all of their scores uh, because you've given them access to this uh, this resource. Uh, I worked. I was a waiter for a long time, and I worked at a place that that sort of had an incentive program, but it was basically like they had this secret list. Uh, and it was very arbitrary, like how people got to the top of it and they got all of the good shifts and it was a uh, movie dining concept. So it was like, you got the good movies and the good showtimes by being at the top of this list, but you had no idea how to get to the top of it. Right. There were like some vague metrics, but I knew they weren't like surveying my customers. So I didn't know how to get any higher on it. And at a certain point you start to believe. That well, it doesn't, it's not really dependent on what I do, right? And your employees, you've made it very clear. I mean, you talked in the talk yesterday about how they earn it and they feel like they've earned it. Mm -hmm. How have you seen that impact your company?
1: Oh, gosh. So, you know, I used to use a different survey software, and then we painfully had to take those scores and attach them to the employee manually. And that was a three to four hour process a week. But I always have believed in the scores and the program so much that it's it was worth it. Um, but when you talk about transparency, we would take that data and we would print it off and we would post it for the employees. But truly, we weren't good about copying and pasting every comment and every so it was it wasn't arbitrary but what they saw was slightly arbitrary because it took work to get it to them And so when we switched over to a quality Driven, I remember being at an employee picnic and I was asking them how they liked the difference and being able to sign in and see it, you know, firsthand rather than us getting the information to them. And this girl's face that had worked for me for years, she just lit up and she said, basically she said, oh my gosh, I love seeing the scores because I know what they really say. And I laughed. I said, well, did you think we were lying? And did you think we weren't telling you the truth? She goes, well, not really. But, you know, when she would get some complaints, because she actually was not our best employee. (laughs) And so when she would get complaints, I think she maybe thought we were making up or something, and we absolutely weren't. But I do think the good comments are more accessible, and so it, you know, it balances it out more, and it, like you say, it's just more transparent. It shifts the responsibility from us getting the information to them, to them being proactive and worrying about the information firsthand, because we very much handle it that way. They need to know their quality score. We sometimes quiz them, what's your quality score, and they need to know it. Because we, just as I watch my, we have a satisfaction rating on our, um, because you can hook Quality Driven to your website, and the satisfaction rating will show. Now, you can hide it if your satisfaction rating isn't good, but mine dropped from a 98 to 97, and you better believe I knew it, and I'm going to figure out why we did that. So, yeah, it's nice and transparent, and it just... I think people have a hard time trusting that you're being fair if they're depending on you to hand to deliver those magical numbers that mm-hmm. they cannot see firsthand.
2: And there's something that feels impartial about being able to log in and see it on a website uh, anytime you want, rather than, okay, at staff meeting, Martha's going to hand me this piece of paper that, you know, controls how I get paid. Right. Right. Uh, And I haven't seen how that got to me.
1: Right. And in our... Oh, go ahead.
0: No, I was saying I love the idea because uh, we use a... When I was working in the support department at Service Autopilot, we have this uh, piece of software that uh, will actually tell you a satisfaction score after the next day and all the chats that you did and and everything. And I, I took... And I remember, like, I would, I would scour the scores and I'd be like, why'd that guy give me a. Because it was like, it was very simple. Like, there wasn't right. like a 98 or 99. Right. Or, it was very like 175, 50, 25, zero right. were the scores that you can select on this thing.
2: It was a five star thing, and then it converted it. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, uh, and I, this one guy gave me a 50, and I, and I went back. You darn sure I went back. Uh, and, and so, and, 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 and quality driven is the same way. Like, you can say, like, oh, that guy gave me a. You know, got, That guy gave me a low score, and he had me these complaints and stuff. Like, what did I do? And they automatically go back. I love the concept of it because they can actually, you know, for the workers who take pride in their work, which is you know everyone we hope to hire they they can go back and in, the, in their head and figure out how to be better, and they're automatically doing it without a word from you or their supervisor.
1: Right, and uh, and everybody that knows me knows I'm very hands off. I mean, I. This is an exaggeration. I don't expect you to walk in my company and you know know what to do and take care of it. But even my field staff, I expect them to be very self-sufficient because they're going out into people's homes and um, they don't always make the right decision. that we'll you know, we work with that. But once they've had the training, I expect them to be self-managing, self-sufficient. I, I say that. With service autopilot dashboard and I can see where people are at and so forth. I have checks and measures. Quality driven is another checks and measure. But our office could be gone for a week and my field staff would do just fine. And I feel totally confident in that because I've set up checks and measures and they know that there's a path you can choose towards incentives or there's a path you can choose towards weeding yourself out and that's exactly what we do it really is they take funnels in my company and i don't make those decisions they make those decisions so that's the way we run it
2: it is really nice to see a company where you have put such effort into pushing employees toward quality because everybody's worked at that company where you're pushed toward quality and excellence but there's nothing on the other side of that other than so if someone's not motivated by like just the drive to be perfect they're not going to pursue that right whereas you've put incentives there you've and you talked about this in your talk where uh the employee
1: Well, if they don't buy in, so if we get an employee that comes in and they interview well and they make it through training, because we have plenty that don't make it through training, but if, if they get through training but they haven't really bought into our system, it will be evident in their scores, and we get a few of these. And so what they'll do is they'll be kind of the grumbler, the, you know, this is stupid. This isn't fair. I get, you know, all the hard clients and ridiculous things. And what it is, the reason that comes to light much sooner with the system I have is because it's very transparent and it's just, it's like being in class when you get a 78- And you know your score, but when they don't tell you the other scores, then you're kind of like, well, is that good? Is that bad? I mean, it sounds not great, but then if you find out the high is an 82 and the The low is a 50, then now you're like, hey, I'm doing pretty well. And so that's kind of the philosophy that having the transparency – I want them to know where they fall on our averages and so forth. And those people who don't buy into our system are below and they're clearly below. And so then they start the grumbling because, you know, they got to blame somebody else. It's They either grumble them. or they buy in. Yeah, exactly. And that is exactly the way that it happens in our company. And the numbers dictate it. It's just... Data. I mean, yes, you get clients that are difficult, but again, we can take employee A to go to that house, and then if they get a bad score, then we're going to look: is it the client who always grade us down and always are a problem? And then if that, if so, we'll deal with the client issue because we may have to fire the client. But. We can also, that grumbler that it's not fair, you know, I get all the Howard houses. We can say, oh, well, you know, she gives excellence. Here's these scores. So she is reasonable, but she is going to tell you when you didn't do a good job. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy to say, hmm. So you can
2: pull the metrics in QDS by the client and by the employee. Right.
1: Right. Company wide, you can look company averages and not only like the quality score, but your response rate. And then the other thing that's handy is you can set up, um, customize what we call complaint areas. So, you know, if it's lawn care, it might be edging, weeding, blowing. I'm starting to learn these terms, (laughs) but, um, so you can set up those complaint areas and so if somebody does complain they go to a second screen and so they're not only saying i'm dissatisfied but they're saying where the issues were and they can, it's just a simple check mark and then in our system it is tracking those complaint areas like company wide i can see in my business how many floor complaints i have compared to Dusting, or you know, you and can if you're find seeing your a bunch of areas. floor complaints, mm-hmm. then it's
2: like, ooh, we we might need to retrain right. here. And
1: that's exactly what we do when we see an uptake in some area you where know, we figure out okay, what's missing, and then you can look by employee. Or our in our company, we have the dashboard up on the wall. And so they'll come in and look up the clients they have for that day and look up their hot issues Ooh. and look up their history. That's what and I was just about
0: to ask. I was like, can you, if you can look at where they're, where they're looking, where that client's mm-hmm. looking at and right. where they've had problems before I'm like, Oh, I make, make sure I get, you know, make sure I get the desk board or, you know, the desk boards or exactly. make sure you can see
1: their comments. And then of course, with the two way integration that's coming, those comments will be pushed to the job notes and will stay on the job notes for a month, and they'll fall off unless you move them to permanent. So that's nice. Okay,
2: great. So you can see if Mrs. Smith has been complaining for the last month about her floors not being spotless, right? and then you focus on that to make sure that it's perfect.
1: So if she says everything was, you know, I, I heard this example in the lawn care industry yesterday. They said they get something like everything was great except, they forgot to blow off the back porch or something. Mm-hmm. So, when you're at that job next time, it's going to pull up on your job notes, and you better darn sure remember to get the blowing done. So
2: this resolves kind of a uh, a problem that I have heard about pretty constantly in uh, like working at Service Autopilot, talking to lawn care owners. Uh, like the the perpetual example is uh, leaving the gate open. Mm-hmm when you're leaving Mm -hmm. and if you have that because what happens is you end up with a note on like every single client that says remember to close the gate and then they don't look at it anymore because they're seeing the same thing every day but if it cycles through Mm
1: -hmm. it's
2: like hey you guys forgot this last time this is important close the gate right uh that's awesome i remembered what i was going to say you were talking about um finding a way to take your problems like the business's Mm -hmm. problems and find a way to reward the employees for solving those problems for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you wanna talk about that a little bit?
1: Sure. Um, so, you know, I was saying my favorite saying, and I don't know if I made this up. I don't remember where I got it, if I got it, but.
2: Then you wrote it. I mean, yeah, dude, who really knows? Years. Who great. knows? I you, steal you most ideas, Martha. so I Good, I good artists create, great artists steal. There, so.
1: there you go. But um, I always say, what do they want and what do I need? And I, you know, I hate to say the carrot and the stick because it is kind of like that. But I, I feel like because there can be... But they get the carrot. <laughs> exactly. There can be bad environments where there's a carrot and stick type of system. But I think if you have a negative culture and then you put the carrot and stick in... That's not healthy.
2: That's going to kill morale.
1: But, you know, when you are coming from a side of, I want to help you and I want to help the company. And so, like you say, the incentives that you set up, they're attainable. Mm -hmm. They are attainable. And um, I work with a lot of different companies in all different industries. And what I do is I get in and look at their data. Not my data and what I would tell you to do. I look at their data, and I look at their norms. I look at their like top performers and their low performers, and help them figure out. You know, this is a good place to start because you have gotta make it attainable or it feels punitive, even mm-hmm. though it's a reward. So, yeah. yeah. Then
2: it's like we set this bar that you can't reach. Right. To try to get you to right. strive as hard is not as you could, motivating. but then, not, then, then we don't have to give you anything,
1: right?
0: That's yeah. what I, I mean. That's what I like about just learning more about this and the process is. If I go to work for you, Martha, I like uh, again. I, maybe it's just me, and maybe I'm, really I'm considering it. already, I'm already, I'm already, buying, I'm already <laughs> buying in. So this is this is this is the point. Like, think about this, okay? You, you just talked about company culture. You've put it out there. Here, are your here are your performance based metrics. I'm giving it to you in the palm of your hand, literally, and I'm showing you. And here's the carrot, and here's the stick. So it really, when you have all of those things in place, and it is it is visible and transparent, as we've kind of hit, you know, as we've kind of beat the dead horse a bit, it makes it 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 builds that company culture and it builds that morale. So that's you know, instead of like you said, there there can be those job environments where the carrot and stick, and, and Cody even elaborated on when he had a situation like that where right. he he didn't know how to he didn't know how to get the carrot. He knew what the carrot was; and the it was clearly of- there, but he didn't know how to get it
2: of combining quality driven and the performance based system that you're using. You're not like the typical like picture of the carrot and the stick is like, you're holding the stick mm-hmm. in front of the person to lead exactly. them along. You're handing them
0: the stick and right. telling them to motivate themselves, go exactly. solve this problem. Boom! Look at that. You just explode the metaphor.
1: <laughs> That's very true. Cause I, I always tell this example, I've got an employee though so they earn, paid days off in my company based on excellence scores. So they care about getting those excellence versus goods. And I've got this employee that's been with me for years. And I'm telling you, when she gets a three and maybe the person always gives fours and she got a three, she is in our office she is talking to the office manager and she's like, Mrs. Smith gave me a three. You've got to find out why she gave me a three because I need to fix it. And I need to, you know, and instead of where we call them into the office and, you know, there's a problem. Duh, duh, duh. Yeah. Our people are proactive. And I don't. That would be me.
0: That would totally be me. I'd yeah. be like, why, why did Bob give me a three? Right. I, I, I always get fours from him. Right. I'd, I'd be off crying. <laughs> And tucked into a corner,
1: you know, and not everybody is this employee, but because they're responsible for their scores, they're going to choose which funnel they're going into. And we really, I mean, yeah, we definitely let them know when they've had complaints and so forth, but every time we're writing that up, we're basically presenting it as a choice if you're going to go to this next stage or if you're going to choose to go this direction. And I think that's the difference.
2: So you talk about funnels, like one funnel toward buy-in and one mm-hmm. funnel toward leaving because they're not right. getting the culture. Have you had employees go from like being really bought in to having dips where you're seeing these problems? And yep. like, how did you bring them back?
1: Yep. So sometimes things get stale. And so generally, and that's what Great question, because it does happen, especially when you've been running this program for five years um, with one system or another. And it happens and we see it. It's like especially like summer months for us when it's really hot. And a lot of times our clients, even though we send reminder emails and say, please turn down, you know, the air conditioner when they're coming, because it's just it's miserable in the summer. And um, that's when we really notice scores dropping. So I generally try to insert fun short-term contests. And mm-hmm. so we may throw in a review contest, which doesn't have a ton to do with quality-driven, but it's around the whole. Now, you can get asked for reviews with our system, but I will interject some, you know, uh what do they want and what do I need? So I'm going to figure out some fun type contests to be, just to spark it a little bit. And then mm-hmm. we can get generally get in tr- on track. And sometimes it's making that weed out process a little bit more transparent and who's pulling the morale down. Mm-hmm.
2: And I, I can honestly say that I have never encountered a company or a business owner who's so insistent on quality who also seems to have a company culture where the employees do not hate them, <laughs> uh, like because you guys are monitoring this at a granular level, right? Uh, but then, like I watch the Facebook post because we're mm-hmm. friends on Facebook, mm-hmm. and your employees smile.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
2: um, would you want to talk about Diva Week a little bit? Because I think that's a cool culture sure, thing that you guys sure.
1: do. Sure, So, Diva Week is in September, and it's just our anniversary. And and
0: oh, I guess we should say, yeah, testing is- di I was going to say, let's talk about the fact that yeah, it's you're not <laughs> only with Quality Driven, your company, Testing Divas, uh, which is your cleaning company. So there, uh, yeah, I was actually glad you brought this up, Cody, because there it is a very big thing for you guys, uh, the right. Diva Week. So uh, I mean,
1: well, it's the reason that Quality Driven was created because I had a painful process in our system. Um, But yeah, so I, my background, I was a physical therapist for years and years and I liked having my house clean. I discovered that when I got really busy and hired somebody and I had a really good experience and then I moved and then I was having a lot of crappy experiences. So my poor husband, I just kind of woke up one day and said, you know, i'm gonna open a maid service and um i can do this better yeah you know and so anyway um started the maid service did the uh we we have our anniversary week and a friend gave me the name dusting divas it suggested it kind of off the cuff and i'm like i love that and uh I, I do not consider myself to be a diva one little bit. I'm laid back, and I'm, I, in fact, they all joke I don't like to bother people. But Diva Week is all about celebrating our employees, and we do all kinds of fun things. You know, we do dressing up as a diva, and uh, so some person, and I even have men that work for the company. Uh, I had one guy that his wife got all into making the costume for Diva Week. Yeah, it was. So your
2: company culture is bleeding into their <laughs> yeah, homes.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we get the families involved and so forth. But yeah, so it's just celebrating the employees. But we, it, it, again, I just feel like you can't run this program and not do a lot of the pieces we, in our private Facebook group for our staff, anytime somebody earns a paid day off or anybody, any time they're earning that weekly bonus, we're kind of putting it back there on. We want to make sure that they know, hey, listen, if you're not earning it, it is actually attainable. These people mm-hmm. are earning it. And then just celebrating with them and taking, you know, I do think that's another thing about, being able to have transparency, they see a lot of good, good things. And I do believe that I don't have to do everything around company culture. I mean, some of that is just there in their face. Our clients are saying what a difference they make in their lives. And it goes from being maid service to customer service, you know?
2: The system that you guys have, they earn it by getting excellent ratings, right? That's how they earn PTO?
1: Um, Among other things. right? So that program is excellent ratings. We have other things that it's based on the score. So, you know, you, it's not like I expect people to be perfect hundred percent of the time. I definitely, Your when I'm setting be 4.0 it up, or- right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, right. Uh, I would be thinking somehow they can hack into this system and we <laughs> do have an audit trail. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> just modify these reviews real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting you' when you were talking about the, the way that they earn PTO, it occurred to me that I've had a few friends work at REI, the outdoor store, right. and they're a pretty big company, mm-hmm. national chain and that's how they run their PTO system for their part-time employees. Is that right? Yeah, if you go and compliment an employee to a manager at an REI, they get a wooden token. Huh? They have a physical manifestation of it and then I don't remember what the conversion is for like tokens equal PTO. Right. But yeah, I had a friend who worked there for a long time, and he collected those tokens and he cashed them in to go on trips. Right. Uh, and like, it, they have it's why they have such excellent customer right. service there because they were like, how do we get our employees to want this as much as we do? And right. like, they're passionate about the product and stuff. But also, it's like right. I have the chance to earn something in addition to my hourly right. wage. Right,
1: right. There are our conference that we do um because we have our own conference when when is that
0: conference uh
1: february 2nd and 3rd
0: in san diego california San Diego, and and service
1: autopilot will be there 31st and 1st i all your staff is trying to convince me to convince john and jonathan they need to go to san diego to help look i won't
0: say no but you know (laughs) i mean patrick and i are working on it we're (laughs) uh yeah patrick was like Yeah, totally. We think that we need to be there to learn about the
2: cleaning industry. We feel like we have a pretty valid reason to be at.
1: That's right. It's research. It's research. You need to take
0: my approach, Cody. Just be (laughs) chill, man. uh, I'm gonna go. Just watch this. It's gonna happen. (laughs) But I'm good. Good. But I won't say no, Martha. I'm just saying. We
1: uh, (laughs) one just small piece of what we're gonna do at the conference is I'll have people that use quality driven and come in about and talk about programs they've set up because it doesn't, I'm a big believer in nobody can just take one person's system and make it work for them. I think you need to listen to bits and pieces of what fits your culture and then make your own program. So, you know, we'll have leaders from window cleaning, lawn service, maid service, and different industry leaders talking about the same topic and like their their top tips or best practices and then people assimilate their own program so
2: it's personality
1: yeah it really like your is business
2: has a personality and that's the culture mm-hmm. What we talk. so to- what works for for martha may not work for everybody right but uh, there's going to be principles you can grab from all of those people right. and and meld them together into who your company needs to right. be. Right,
1: and we'll have some personalities. Mike Callahan will be there. Garrett Matthews and you know different. And Jonathan, of course, will speak. But yeah, and there's a, a guy I met recently in the well, he was in the window cleaning industry. He sold it, but he has this five star certification program. And it was, his big thing was, don't come ask me for a raise. This is how you get a raise. And he had it very broken down on. And it included even like reading some customer service books for the field technicians. If they got to a higher level, they basically had to do some book reports to get that. And I loved what he was saying. I remember listening to him, getting chills, thinking, this guy, you know, yeah. I really love this guy. So yeah, I told him I'm a fangirl. I'm just, I'm stalking him. What's his name? <laughs> Kirk Kempton.
2: Awesome. He, He's going to be at QDS? Yeah,
1: he is. He's, uh, he, it was just by chance that I was at another conference and he was a speaker and, and yeah, it was just by chance that we met. And I told him, I think we were meant to meet because he did so many things, you know, the similar take on not giving, but earning, but he really loved his employees and he was great to his employees, but he was very strict and reined Mm -hmm. things in. And he, he really probably demanded much more professionalism than even I do. Um, He was very, but yet he loved it. his employees and was very good to them, but they chose whether they were staying or they didn't fit. They picked the funnel. Mm-hmm. They did.
0: If uh, Service Autopod started awarding um, raises based on book reading, they couldn't afford to keep Cody on staff. Or Ty. <laughs> uh, or Ty, yeah, that's another point, yeah. Um, me, however, I'd probably lose money. No, <laughs> uh, not really at all. I actually, actually read a lot of books. I always play the dumb guy on this thing, I feel like. I got I got I've got That's your a,
2: character, man. No, you can't you can't try to I'm cutting this out.
0: You're cutting we this out. You can't <laughs> have people know that, Bear like is that, smart. That, that I know how to read. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing testimonials all weekend uh, with a lot of our members. And uh, so I'd like to I'd like to I'd like to turn this question on you, but specifically with quality driven. Mm-hmm. If you could go back in time and tell Martha before quality driven one thing about the process of QDS. What would it be?
1: I would say I felt like I was delivering the scores to the employees and the transparency. I didn't realize the difference in the transparency. I I felt that I was very transparent before Quality Driven, but that was so eye opening for that employee to say, "Well, I thought I got all the data, but I wasn't sure," and so I was like, "Hmm." It makes me feel bad, but absolutely, we were giving you the data. So that would be it.
0: Fantastic. Well,
2: Martha, thank you so much You're welcome. for coming on the Profit You're Roadmap.
1: Welcome. You know I don't have a problem talking.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we're uh, we're going to have a link in the show notes to Quality Driven Software as well as the, the conference where you can pick up tickets for that. We'll get this out before the deadline.
1: Uh, what is your
0: website, Martha? Just go ahead and put it out there.
1: QualityDrivenSoftware.com.
0: QualityDrivenSoftware.com. I'm going on right now. And I'm going to put in an application to go work for Dustin
1: Divas.
2: (laughs) The music in this episode of The Profit Roadmap was Riptide and Summon the Rock by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. If you want to check out Kevin's music, it's some good stuff. Incompetech.com.